Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name's Evan. And my name is Alex. Today we are... Well, first off, Evan, you know what? Before we get into that, this is our first time. It's just you and me since like the beginning of 2021. We've had so many guests on the whole rest of the... Yeah. Excuse me. This is the first (laughs) time that it's been just you and me since the very beginning of 2022. And... Just how you doing? What's up? How you been? I'm doing good. The last couple of months have been pretty hectic. We we you know started our big case on the Batman. Mm-hmm. That was a whole ordeal. Uh, it was fun, but I'm glad it's behind us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I haven't gotten to to talk with you like yeah one on one in a while. So no, we've been go 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 go. Yeah, this is fun. What we're doing today is we're doing a rec room. So we're going to keep this as spoiler free as possible. Some things are going to be kind of impossible to avoid, but Mm -hmm. um, we are going to be discussing today a new film that came out. Uh, It's called Flea. It is a Danish adult animation documentary. Now, Evan, I think that's the first talking point here. I've never heard of like an animation documentary before. Have you? I haven't. And I think... This part of the reason why this movie is so celebrated is because of some of the ways it's groundbreaking. So it came out in 2021 and it was nominated for Oscars in three categories. Didn't end up winning any of them, but it was up for best documentary, best international and best animated feature. And I think it's probably the first to get nominated in all those categories it's a crossover um, you don't see often. Now, the documentary style of it is very true to form. It'd be like you and me animating our podcast almost to me. It was like he was getting a, an interview and mm-hmm. they animated it. And I'll be honest, I didn't understand why at first. But I think it's important to understand why. It's to protect the the identity of the main guy the character and -hmm. i didn't know that while watching it i knew it was based on a true story i knew it was about real people but i thought Uh that was his real name i didn't realize he had changed his name the director so i think that's great i think it was really well done and i love that it was for that reason so i mean it's it's hard to talk about this film without giving some level of a spoiler so we'll do our best to stay spoiler free but like you were saying this is a true story. It's a documentary. They interviewed and talked to a real person about their journey. And man, just the it's, way it's there's deep. different levels uh, that interweave. We, yeah. This we should was get so into it. It's heavy. It's yeah. so heavy. And you don't expect it, but you pick up on it, I'd say, in the first five to ten minutes. That mm-hmm. like, oh, this is not what I was really expecting when I was getting into an animated movie. This may possibly be the most like heavy topic we've covered. Probably good. We're just doing spoiler free, just giving our opinions and recommendations. The whole point of this is to get you to try to watch this because it is a very good film. Mm-hmm. But – you know, fair warning. It it is an emotional toll at times. I I found myself on the verge of tears several points mm-hmm. while watching it. Um, yeah, uh, Parasite director Bong Joon Ho said this was the most emotional film, most moving piece of film he watched in 2021. 
that says anything if you've seen parasite mm-hmm. he's a yeah he is a very celebrated director um so i guess let's start with the title flea that's the main undercurrent of the story is a story yeah. about the main character uh amin nawabi who is a refugee in denmark who fled from afghanistan in the 90s i want to say Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and his family. I think it's important. It's the whole family because it is just mm-hmm. it's from his perspective, but it's the whole family story and just the toll that it took on each and every one of them individually. Now, if if it would have just been a documentary about the story of his fleeing Afghanistan in the 90s, mm-hmm. already would have been the most powerful right. moving story right. I, I have seen in <laughs> yeah. in animated form or, you know, non-animated form in the past year, past handful of years. But there's so many more layers that unravel as as you watch it. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm notorious on this podcast for sometimes dozing off, sometimes, you know, not paying the closest attention. <laughs> and this is uh, an international film. It's in the Danish language. Sometimes they speak Dari in some of his uh, recollections of the past. And oh, so Evan, this is not ready for this. I'm yeah. so sorry to interrupt you. Me and Brendan started watching it and uh-huh. we watched it in Danish with the subtitles. Yeah. We're avid anime watchers, so it was nothing new to us. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally sat on the remote halfway through, which actually happens quite often in my household. <laughs> and so it took us out and I went back in to watch it again. Uh-huh. And it was in Sub- English. Subtitle? And we, oh. No, it was in English. The whole thing. And we were it was so about halfway through, we switched from Danish to English. <laughs> Did you and, not think to change back or you just thought it switched no, languages? Well, we didn't check that <laughs> okay. we could watch them in English the first time. So we just gotcha. were subject to Danish just out of mm-hmm. like laziness. We didn't even check. And then halfway through, we were like, oh, wait, we could watch this in English. And I kind of liked it, though, because uh-huh. while, you know, he doesn't learn English as he grows up, he learns Danish from from his original language. But mm-hmm. um it, it was a good look, if that makes any sense. I really liked that transition because about halfway through, you know, that's when he's – there's so much that goes on in this movie. It, it's told mm-hmm. through a really long time span, and that's another thing that makes it great that it's animated is, is he's able to animate these stories of – we don't have any footage of him when he was a child living in Russia. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, But we can visually see it through the animation that he tells, which is just a nice, nice touch. Generally, do you prefer – Subtitles over dubs? You know, I'll do both. I, I don't have a strong preference one way or the other. Um, just kind of depends on what mo- what the mood is and uh, what the show is, I guess. Fair enough. Normally, I would prefer a sub over a dub ju- just because, you know, it's closer to the, the source material. But yeah. Specifically in this case, because it's the it's Amin Nawabi telling his story. I think it is super powerful just to hear in his voice in Danish. Sometimes let me back up a little bit. The general premise is about him fleeing Afghanistan and he's being interviewed by the documentary filmmaker whose name is uh, Jonas Rasmussen. I don't know if I'm yeah. saying that correctly, but, but it's his friend from childhood. One of his first friends he made uh, in Denmark and they, you know, they recall some of that, but he's being interviewed by a longtime friend of his. So it, it kind of starts with we see Amin laying down on this mat uh, and just kind of going through this like immersive recall. These two are also very process. good friends. 
Sorry yes. to interrupt again. Yeah. I think that's important is these two know each other, the interviewer and interviewee. And mm-hmm. so we, I imagine that's what really happened is he had him lay down and kind of close his eyes and tell the story. And I love that it was just so true to form. Like they could have animated anything, but I feel like that was very accurate to the interview style and process that they went through. Oh, yeah. I, I, small things like that I really loved. Like, and there is footage that is live action of stuff that was taking place in Afghanistan mm-hmm. at the time. And it's a really nice contrast versus the animation, if that makes sense. Because you're watching an animated thing, sometimes you will forget that this is real life. And so mm-hmm. then when they flash kind of the war and all the things that were going on, it, it's a nice reality. Like, damn, this is still real life. Mm-hmm. And even towards the end, there are some shots where they hint at pro- the fact that some of these frames, a lot of these frames potentially were based on real footage that was shot at the very yeah. end. They shoot like this hillside scene or like a, a, a flower field and then they cut to the the real footage. I wonder, you know, how much of it was shot uh, or how much of the animation was drawn based off of. Uh, shot footage. So we have our two, I guess, primary characters, which are uh, Jonas interviewing uh, Amin. And the story he starts to reveal, we find out because he is a refugee, mm-hmm. he's had to live with the, essentially this story or a, this version of a story. Of how he emigrated. Yeah, yes. because it's it's wild to me. So not to get into like super duper hippie mode, but like this really will make you examine like borders and like immigration laws. And mm-hmm. like these people had nowhere to go and just nowhere will accept them. It's like so rough and so real. Oh, it, mm-hmm. it was gut wrenching at times. And. Yeah, he's got to, they have to come up with a story on how he was able to make it to Denmark mm-hmm. and, and legally live there as a citizen. And mm-hmm. oh, man, like you said, imagine just having to tell your whole family history and, and everything's a lie to yeah. everyone you know growing up. Yes. And so they're old friends. The interviewer, Jonas, does not know any of this about him. Neither does his fiance. So he's engaged to a man that mm-hmm. he seems he talks about how lovely their life is together. And he hasn't even told him any of this. It's like it's really heavy. And so I understand why he did this to protect his identity. And it, it, it's really impactful, if that makes sense. It's really like no other piece of media we've covered. And I can't recommend it highly enough. So we are going on this journey of discovery with Jonas with the fiance mm-hmm. and as you know as Amin opens up to the the viewer we're learning more and more and we're peeling back and we start get start to get closer and closer to what the real, real truth because in the first couple minutes there's his this moment of hesitation where he's like yeah this might take me you know I'm not quite ready to talk about all of this yet. And I think, I don't don't remember if it's like a time jump, but they like reference the fact that they come back to this interview like several Mm -hmm. months or maybe it's weeks. We don't, they don't specify, but they specify they took a break and they had to come back. It just goes to show like how hard the story was to tell. 
But Mm -hmm. sometimes these stories that are like the hardest to tell are usually the ones that are worthwhile telling. And that's Mm -hmm. what I really appreciate about this because like I said, without getting too spoilery, like you just get such a, a, a rough look at being like what a refugee would be like and crammed in a boat for days no mm-hmm. food, no water. People are uh, – sorry to get graphic, but people are like throwing up and, and like pooping and just like there's nowhere for these people to go. And and they're on this ship for days, and I won't even spoil it, but it, it they don't know it's going to end with a happy ending. They don't know what's going to mm-hmm. be next. They don't know where they're going. They just are hoping you know, it, it's somewhere they can live peacefully. That's not their war-torn homeland. Oh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. It's really it, good. Yeah. It's so good. There's this really powerful moment in the first maybe 10, 15 minutes where mm-hmm. Amin is rummaging through old boxes of stuff. He finds a journal, his diary from when he had first gotten to Denmark. And this this one just punched me in the gut, man. He goes, mm-hmm. he had written it in his original language, Dari. And he goes, you know, I'm not so good at reading Dari anymore. And he's saying, he's trying to translate what <sighs> he's written in Dari. Yeah and read through it and translate at the same time to Danish and tell his mm-hmm. friend Jonas, the interviewer. And I was like, whole, it, it's so profoundly yeah. summarized that experience of like what it must feel like to be uprooted, to have to play yourself, you know, to, to what degree you can to have to play ambassador to where you come from, to have to play translator, uh, and to have to blend in to your new surroundings. And it all happened in that one moment. He says, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm having trouble reading my own handwriting from back then. And man. Yeah. It's like beautifully tragic, poetically tragic. It's, it's, it's really next level. It just wasn't what I it was expecting going in. And mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't deter anyone from going and watching it because it's it's really well done. It's a really good story. It's really well animated. It, of do, I don't think it's like any other documentary I've watched. And I just I, I'm all about it. I can't recommend it enough. So I, I pulled up here, Evan, if you can look in our chat. I pulled mm-hmm. up who the producers are. Okay. I'm not even gonna try. But it's it's Jamie Lannister's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> And Risa Med. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there were Sound some big metal, names on this. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yes. What's the correct. Star Wars role he had? Like he was in Rogue One. He was yeah, in Rogue he, One. He's a great yeah, guy. Love him. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I didn't know that about them. Yeah. They produced and this. So it, it was shown at Sundance. Everyone loves Sundance. And it, it uh, you know, it's critically acclaimed. We haven't touched on it, and you know, without getting too much into the spoilers, there's very big LGBT themes and subject matter that go on, and you know, without giving too much away, it's it's a must watch. There was a reason I, it was up for three Oscars. Yeah, I think we can talk about that piece of it without giving too much yeah. away. So, this immigration uh, refugee story is one layer of it, and it's interwoven. Oh, add on interwoven. That's a great way to put it. Interwoven <laughs> with. A story about a a young man coming to terms with his sexuality when it goes against where he comes from and how he was raised. And that that struggle, that uncertainty of being a refugee, an immigrant, and of being a young gay man. Yeah, and I'm going to butcher it, but it was crazy when he's talking about like 
in Afghanistan, there wasn't even a word for being gay. And mm-hmm. so he couldn't contextualize any of those feelings at all. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until he was a later in life that he had ever heard the the mm-hmm. term gay or what it would yeah. meant. And that's just insane for me to think about that. He was just like, you know, I, I didn't think about it. I guess I knew I liked boys, but I never put it in any sort of context like that because there wasn't even a word for it. Mm-hmm. And there is a really powerful scene that I don't want to spoil. I know where, which one you're you talking how, about. Yeah. And I oh. know exactly which one. You can't spoil it. It's a must. It's, yeah. yeah, you can't spoil it. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. I know exactly which one you're talking yes. about, though, and it's a great scene. This is probably the favorite thing, my favorite thing we've watched on this podcast. I'll, yeah. 100%. This is it's, so beautiful, it's so moving. Very different than anything we've watched. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, I just didn't know what to expect going in. I was watching the Oscars, and this was before the big slap, but I, I was like, what is this movie that's up for all these nominations? And so I checked it out. I was like, Oh, it's on Hulu. Love that. I love when something I want to watch is just like there. And it was mm-hmm. on Hulu and, um, was just blown away. Me and Brendan loved it. We literally blind audience went in and was just blown away. I wish I had heard more about it going into Oscar season. I, mm-hmm. I think I came across it on like the two dudes Instagram account. It was like on the explore page or something. You did. You sent it to me. What is this You sent it to me before I actually even had heard about it. I totally forgot about that. And I had forwarded it to Alex just to be like, hey, this is something we should probably keep on our radar. It says critically acclaimed. I don't know. Yeah. It looks interesting. It looks, you know, like there's some serious material. And it got lost in the shuffle. It did. Maybe this is a good point to to go to a broader conversation about the medium of animation as well. That was kind of a big thing I saw on, in animation circles on Twitter was before, when they introduced the best animated category, uh, mm. it was three actresses who had played Disney princesses in live action movies. And they're talking about the the joys and nostalgia and wonder of animation, the childlike blah, blah, blah. And there was like... Uh, I don't want to say a huge backlash because I don't know that people outside there was of some backlash. Animation. Amy Schumer said, she goes, I haven't seen any of the animated movies except for Encanto because of my kids. Yeah. But that, I mean, even <sighs> the you wouldn't watch Flea with your kids. <laughs> yeah. No, but even the, the three, not hosts, but the people who are the, the three the presenters, presenters, it was all about how animation is so great for kids. And, and this is just it, the opposite. This, you would not want to watch this with a child. And yeah, again, that's kind of the thesis statement of our podcast is like there. Yes. Yes. This is such a powerful movement. I mean, granted, a lot of times we're talking about Batman and superheroes. Stop it. (laughs) Don't undercut your own point before you give it. (laughs) But this is such a moving medium and there's so much that can be done that still hasn't been done. Like, Mm. hasn't it? I don't know that another animated documentary has been done before. Maybe there has been. Um the the closest thing I can I, draw a parallel to is maybe like the Netflix's, Van Gogh. Netflix's. Oh, oh, I no. thought you were gonna say Netflix's uh, Midnight Gospel. It's Midnight a Gospel podcast is, that yes, he like animated. Gospel. That we was kind of sometime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was kind of the closest thing I can think of. Is, is it was a podcast first, and he turned it into an animated series where he interviewed people, um, but. This was just such a touching story. I mean, the subject matter of this was above Mm -hmm. and beyond. And so all the other work that went into it was just really, really, really top notch. I mean, it's hard to do without spoilers, but I kind of think this is probably a good time for our closing thoughts. Mm -hmm. What, uh, What do you want to leave people with before we end here? 
This is my favorite thing we've watched on the podcast so far. Whoop, whoop. And, you know, maybe we're guilty of it a little bit sometimes, too, of sticking to the lighthearted fare. The, the mm. I don't want to call them cheap throws, but the reliable throws we know we can get from animation. It can the be funny. fart joke, if you will. It can be, yeah. It can be <laughs> Sorry, all those things. I had to. But who can say it better than Bong Joon-ho? Like, this is the most moving piece of cinema I've seen. In the past year, that's essentially what he said verbatim. Yeah, and he's an expert. We are no experts, but he's an expert. He's definitely an expert. It's it's holding, and granted, I fucking hate Rotten Tomatoes because it is so wrong sometimes, <laughs> but it's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not easy you, to do. If you watch one thing we've ever recommended on this podcast, mm. make mm. it this. It's, it's a tight 90 minutes. It's like listening yeah. to... It's almost akin to listening to a podcast. Stylistically, this could have been like, I don't know, on uh, NPR serial. Yeah. And the the animation just adds a layer of expression mm. to it. You get to see the story unfold. It's it's really well done because, like I said, there's no footage of that time period in their life. Like I could have listened to this whole thing and you can hear the despair. You can hear the yep. the sadness sometimes and just having that extra visual drives it home so much better um so again yeah please 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 do yourself a favor and watch this movie it's streaming on hulu easy to find i think they've got a lot of the oscar winners or nominees on there um yeah and there are i, I didn't do a good job of watching many of those this year but mm-hmm. please do yourself a favor i knew this one was this worth one. it though for me i just think it, it really says something that this is the first film you know to be up for best documentary and best animated feature it's just so unique. It's so well done. It's such a great story. Uh, 10 out of 10 duties. Can't recommend it highly enough. Mm-hmm. Go watch this ASAP. It's hard not to spoil. Like we probably spoiled more than we should have in this, <laughs> it, but it's just so hard not to want to talk about it. Cause it's just so moving and so good. That's all I, I got know. though. That, go watch yeah. it, please. Go watch it, please. Um, yeah, I'm not, whatever. We don't have to plug our social. Let's go watch flea yeah. on, hulu it's yeah so, don't follow so us good. go watch flea instead <laughs> unfollow us actually <laughs> no well, hold on let's not get carried away <laughs> that's a step too far that was not i was saying you know <laughs> that's good well thank you guys for listening there's gonna be no plug at the end here it's just gonna end abruptly yeah. you're not gonna know when it's gonna end it's just gonna end mm-hmm. it's just gonna ah <laughs> just kidding That'll do it for this episode of Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. We will catch you next time. Bye. Two Dudes Watch Cartoons.